You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are excited that you have joined us yet another time. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to sing praises unto the name of our God because he is worthy of our praise. So today we just want to encourage you to keep on trusting in the Lord. No matter what's going on around us, it may look gloomy, it may look dark, but remember that Jesus is in control. So go ahead and cast all your anxiety, all your cares on him because he cares for you. Amen. Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Well, there is a word from the Lord today. You know, there is always a word from the Lord on the New Day of Hope broadcast. Today we want to go to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. And uh, we commence reading from verse 1. I would really love to read the entire chapter or maybe the entire book of Jonah to you, but time won't allow us to do that on this broadcast. So we probably will read just a few verses by way of connection and um, you can read the remaining verses on your devotional time. Jonah 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amatiah, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found the ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it, and go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea, to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the reading of God's word. For the next few minutes, we would like to talk to you on the subject why is Jonah still sleeping in your boat? Why is Jonah still sleeping in your boat? The biblical book of Jonah is a diary of disobedience. It is a, a record of rebellion. Here's what happened in the text. Jonah was one of the first prophets mentioned in the Bible. He is the first missionary sent to a hidden nation. You know, we do not have much of that in our day and time where people will go on the mission field to proclaim the gospel of Christ. So in chapter 1 and verse 1, it says that 
the word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Go to that great city of Nineveh and preach against it. Notice how Jonah rebelled against God. Now, he was not really running from missions or prophesying, or he was not running from preaching. Jonah was running because he wanted the people of Nineveh to be destroyed. And he knew if they repented, God would show them mercy. Jonah did not want that to the, for the people of Nineveh. So the question is, have you ever got upset with God because you expect him to really make somebody pay for what they did and then God shows them mercy? If you have, then there, there might be a little Jonah sleeping in your boat because you see, we have that tendency when people do us wrong, we want God to punish them. And when we see that things are going well with them, then we get upset and we want to be rebellious ourselves. So I came today to ask the question, why is Jonah still sleeping in your boat? I am addressing two different people with that question. And one of them is you or me, and the other is somebody you probably know. Let's address you or me first. Because we cannot leave out ourselves because the word of God is for all of us. So let's address me or let's address you first. Let's see if we can recognize Jonah sleeping in our boat. Is there any spirit of rebellion or unrepentant sin in your life? And that really is a question that only you can answer. If there is a spirit of unrepented sin or the spirit of rebellion in your life? Are you running from the call of God on your life? You know, God is still calling people to his work. He's still calling people because God has not changed. The ministry of the word remains true. And so God is still calling people to come to serve him and to work for him. But we are running from God. Are you mad at God for not doing things the way you want. You know, sometimes we get mad at God because God is not doing things the way we really want him to do it. You see, my friends, if any of that is true of us, the consequences will not be good. When Jonah ran away from the Lord, his rebellion caused a storm. So from that point on, watch this now, his life was all downhill. He went down to Tarshish, down into the heart of the ship, down into the sea, down into the belly of the fish. The truth is, once you decide not to follow God, there's only one way to go. If you decide you are not going to follow God, you are not going to serve God, you are not going to live for God, then there is only one way to go, and that's done. But a true Christian, watch this, a true Christian cannot run from God without God coming after him. I said a true Christian cannot run from God without God coming after him. Because you see, God loves us so much. 
And when, even when we try to run away from him, he's going to come after us. I need you to understand, my friends, if you go down, you take others with you. The sailors in the story of Jonah were not in a storm they caused. No, they were not in a storm that they created. They were in a storm Jonah caused. Jonah was the cause of that storm that they were in. Sometimes all it takes is one rebellious. Sometimes all it takes is one disobedient person to take down a whole shipload of people. A person can be in a marital storm because of their spouse's sin. A family can be in a financial storm because of one family member's financial irresponsibility. A company can be in a storm because of the owner's sin. A church can be in a storm because of one person's sin. So the question then is, why Jonah is still sleeping in your boat? Too many of us are okay with Jonah sleeping in our boats. Jonah may be a besetting sin of unbelief because you know so often we hear the word of God. We listen to the word of God. We read the word of God. And sometimes we even teach or preach that word. And then when the time comes for us to really exercise faith and belief in what we know to be true, we begin to doubt God. And so Jonah may be that kind of sin in your life, the sin of unbelief. Or it might be an addiction or a fear of depression or a fear of what tomorrow will be like. And we do not know what tomorrow holds. All we know is the person who holds tomorrow in the palm of his hand. Whatever is causing the storm in your life, my friends, it must be resisted in the faith. If Jonah continue to sleep in your boat, ha, listen well, your boat will definitely sink. I say if Jonah continue to sleep in your boat, your boat will definitely sink. You see, you can't choose your family or your co-workers. No, these things just come automatically. But you can choose your friends carefully. You've got to be careful. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 33 and 34, it says, Do not be deceived. Listen, bad company corrupts good morals. Become right-minded and stop sinning. Because some people are ignorant about God. I say this to your shame. So beware of letting Jonah in your boat. If you do, then a storm is coming. The question then is, how do you recognize a Jonah? Well, let me give you some characteristics of a Jonah. Number one, they are running from God. I'm headed in the wrong direction. The Jonas in your life are the people who didn't really intend to go in your direction. They are just with you for the ride. And they had no intention of following the path that you have trod or the path that you are treading upon. 
they had no intention of, of being with you on Sunday morning in the house of the Lord. No, they wanted to be friends with you for other reasons. They just want to be with you for the ride. If you surround yourself with people who are running from God, deceived about God, mad at God, that is going to impact you and will bring storms in your life. But I need to say that one more time. I said, if you surround yourself with people who are running from God, if you surround yourself with people who are deceived about God, if you surround yourself with people who are mad at God, that is going to impact you. It will bring storms in your life. And who wants storms in their life? I do not want storms in my life. You do not want storms in your life. So that's why we've got to be careful who we associate ourselves with. Then number two, in the characteristics of a Jonah, storms follow them wherever they go. Storms follow them wherever they go. Everything can be going just fine at home. Or everything can be going just fine at work. Or everything can be going just fine at church or at school or at play, wherever it might be. Until that certain person shows up and then the storms begin to blow. You know people like that, don't you? Oh yes, you know people like that. People go to people go to family reunions and, and everything is going well until that particular person shows up and then everything is a wreck. Jonah can sleep while you are rowing the boat and fighting the storm. That's what happened to the marinas. They were rowing and throwing things over and praying and, and, and fighting hard to, to, for so that everybody could be safe. But the man who caused the storm <laughs> was fast asleep in the boat. They caused, the, the, the Jonas in that, that case can cause the storm, yet they do nothing to calm the storm. They, they are the ones who create the storm. But while you are forcing and while you are fighting and while you are praying and while you are crying and while you are showing concern, the Jonas are there fast asleep. You are, you are crying out to God. You are rowing as hard as you can. But Jonah is sleeping right through the storm. Jonah will let you throw your money overboard. They always take from the relationship while never making a meaningful contribution. All you get from them is trouble and more trouble. Seems like their names are, uh, trouble is written on their names and on their lives everywhere they turn. That's all you get from them. That's why you have to be very careful who you associate yourself with. Jonah will not jump ship. You have to throw them overboard. Notice in the text, Jonah did not jump ship. The others had to throw him overboard. That can be very hard for a Christian because we, we think that love means we must put up with anything while you are the ones that suffering and 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 that that's not that's not true my friends that, that it doesn't mean that at all sometimes in our effort to help someone out of a crisis we handicap them in the long run because they never have to face the consequences of their 
actions. Man, this is very important that you that I, I repeat that one more time. I said sometimes in our effort to help someone out of a crisis, we handicap them in the long run because they never have to face the consequences of their actions. Sometimes they will even try to make you feel guilty by saying things like, how can you call yourself a Christian? How can you be so selfish? Whereas, my friends, in reality and in truth, they are the selfish ones, not you. They are the selfish ones because they can see very well that you've been trying, you've been fighting, you've been rowing, trying to make life better for them, and yet they just continue to slip by and they call you selfish. They say you, oh, you say you are a Christian and you are so selfish. No, they are the ones that are selfish. So let us give you some good advice on dealing with Jonah in your life. First, don't let him in your boat in the first place. It is always easier to let someone on board than it is to get them off your boat. So often we allow people into our lives or things into our lives before we fully know if the Lord wants them in our lives. And that's why it is very good for us to seek the face of God in everything. The Bible tells us that in all our ways, we must acknowledge God, we must recognize God, and God will direct our path. So in everything that we are doing, before we take friends in our lives, we must consult with God and see if that is God's will for our lives. If that is the case with you, then get ready for a lot of drama. Because whoever you allow in your boat, all their baggage comes with them. I said, whoever you allow in your boat, in your life, all their baggage comes with them. And guess who they're going to dump it on? They are going to dump their luggage. They are going to dump all their drama. They are going to dump all their garbage on you. And you have your own things to think about, but they will come with all that junk and just lay it upon you. And here, you, here goes your own life, my friends. We can't blame others, other people for the storms in our lives when we were the ones who gave them the boarding pass to be in our boats. You can't, you can't do that. We can't blame other people for, for the storms in our lives, the problems that we face. When we were the ones who gave them the boarding pass to be in our boats, to be in our lives. And you knew about them even before. Sometimes we know these people. We know what they are all about. We know their behavior. We know their manner of life. Yet we allow them in our lives. And here goes the drama. You know, you, are, you become a drama king or a drama queen in, in, with, with other people's problems. Don't do all the work while Jonah sleeps. Don't do what these sailors did, which was just to row harder. There will be no peace until you get Jonah off your boat. There will be no peace in your own life until you get these people out of your own life and start to live a life of peace and a life of quietness. Don't pay for Jonah's sin. We can pay for, he can pay for his own sin, my friends. You do not have to pay for it. He can pay for his own sins. Then we must realize that God will take care of the Jonas in our lives. God has promised that he will 
be with us. He'll take care of our problems. He knows our pains. He knows our struggles. And he will take care of that. Once he was off the boat, once Jonah was off the boat, he found himself in the place God had prepared for him, in the belly of a whale. If he stays in your boat, then he can't get to the place God has for him. Sometimes we encourage people, we enable people to be, we make them become handicapped, whereas God has something better for them. But because of us having them in our boats, then they become handicapped and they are not able to go where the distance where God really want them to go. You must be thinking that I'm a little harsh and saying I can't do that to them. But remember, you didn't die for, the, for, for them. Jesus was the one who died for their sins. And therefore now don't think that I am harsh in trying to tell you how we need to be careful. So keep them in your boat. Allow them to make your, your life miserable and exhaust you is only hurting both of you. As long as you keep them in the boat and you allow them to make your life miserable, he, their lives are all already miserable. Now they come to make your own life miserable. Now we have more miserable people in our world. The best thing you can do for your Jonah is to love them, is to pray for them, and then get them out of your boat and let God handle them. So stop trying to do the, the Holy Spirit's job. Step back. Take a deep breath. And get Jonah off your boat. The whale is waiting for him. Let God arise. And let the enemies be scattered. Glory to our God. You have just listened to a powerful sermon. Why is Jonah still sleeping in your boat? Why? Because you have allowed him to. So if your life is out of control, if you no longer have joy or peace in your life and in your home, then it's time to do something about it. You are the only person that can throw Jonah overboard. Do not wait until tomorrow. Do not wait until after the holidays. Do it today. Amen. You know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. In that case today, we want to give you an opportunity to renew your strength, to renew your stand for Christ in these closing days of life. And God will honor that and God will bless you. For those of you who have never trusted Christ, we want to challenge you also to turn your life over to Jesus. Give your life to Him while it is day because the time is coming when you won't be able to do that, while you still have the breath of life, turn to Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your words. We know that your words are true. Your words are powerful. Grant us grace that we might be able to stand firm on the authority of your word. Speak to the hearts of those who have not trusted you as Savior and Lord of their lives, that they would turn to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. And if you are challenged by tonight's word, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafobatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafobatlanta at gmail.com. So until then... Let your heart go on singing. Until then... Oh, my friends, with joy you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you. <laughs>